Welcome back, Red Pill Empaths and Truth Seekers. Here we are reading Jeff Berwick's book once again. The latest book is called The Controlled Demolition of the USA Empire. And you can find it easily on Amazon. Kindle edition is really not that expensive. And you can get it right away if you like reading. Otherwise, you can just hear this with commentary, of course. And we are right now at uh, 47% in the section called Identifying the Support Columns toward the middle now, because the section we're in is called Cost of the American War Machine. So let me just do a quick drum roll to get in the mood and then... You can tap on your karate chop point as you listen or just relax so you don't absorb stress or anything and you just get to learn without really um, learn or you know see something different at least I'm not intending that anyone um, teaches others uh, for me it's always about sharing so these people have done a lot of work on this and I think maybe we can all learn something from it. <laughs> so here, drum roll. Cost of the American War Machine. The estimated interest payments on the debt used to finance these wars will add another $7.5 trillion to the total over the next 35 years. The Department of Defense claimed that they spent $1.5 trillion on wars since 2001. The actual amount spent on wars since 2001 was 5.6 trillion. It's a lot more, right? An average of 23,000 per American taxpayer, or almost four times more than their earlier estimates. I want to say something if you follow from the beginning and you're wondering why Jeff keeps. Um, throwing similar or same information out there in different chapters, it's because it takes about two, three times of repeating the same information to, to at least people, you know, get some attention on it, apparently. And uh, I don't remember all the specifics because I read stuff, but for me it's, again, always just about having the idea, understanding how it works, and then, you know, I go with uh, for what I do I don't need to know all the specifics so if you want those go and research please but um, that's why they do this they do this because through repetition that's how the brain works and depending how fast you your brain learns and retains the information basically you know some people learn it when you repeat it three times some people learn it in 19 times depends depends on what as well so they they've done a lot of studies on this that's how they've screwed the world so well is because they've actually given a lot of 
importance on understanding how the brain and the behavior and all that was dictated. So this is like what I've been interested in since I was little. My dad fought me greatly on this. I wanted to become a psychologist because I've always been really interested in all this. So for me, it's, it's awesome, exciting, you know, it's like I'm, I'm really doing what I love because ultimately when we know how things work, we can help people so much better, right? And actually in the little digression there, in the uh, book called uh, How to Create an Undetectable Monarch Slave, they explain a lot of this stuff. And they explain why, for example, a lot of people who are trying to help these monarch slaves never got any results, even though they were applying things. Well, it was because they put so many multiple personalities in these people. And basically, they one personality is so different from the next, and you cannot tell unless you're trained. You cannot see the difference. And it's when they are in one or the other. And they don't remember because that's part of the programming. And because I have been interested in this stuff since I was really young, I am telling you, I studied psychology 30 years ago in school, you know, little courses in high school that we were taking, and they were mandatory. We couldn't choose our curriculum, so, you know. And they were teaching us the brain didn't work past age 16, and it was a downfall. And, like, there's been a lot of bad teachings in, you know, everything. And the truth is, they knew it was a lie even back then, but they wouldn't tell the people that weren't creating monarch slaves, right? They wouldn't tell the therapists. So that, I just wanted to throw it there because I don't think many people realize this or know this, and it's kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> anyway, George W. Bush's budget for the war on terror was about $1.161 trillion <laughs> while he was in office. Again, I mean, all those numbers, I mean, I wish that uh, I could just have a direct line with a Gematria expert, but <laughs> I don't know. Taxpayers spent more than $800 billion on the Iraq war alone. And I, Jeff didn't make up these numbers for, you know, he looked up and whatever for, from the people who provided them. So... I'm not saying it's Jeff making this up, I'm saying, you know, just the numbers alone that they provide is like a constant reminder of their satanic rituals, and, and they love to torture people, you know, and, um, and then they go, oh, you're the stupid one who got, you know, screwed, so y you deserve it. It's just insane how they, they think that it's uh, okay to think, it's, it's just narcissistic psychopaths, really. Anyway, Obama's spending on Iraq and Afghanistan totaled another 807 billion. Ah, this is insane, guys. The first Trump-era Pentagon budget was 700 billion, and it was easily passed with bipartisan support. Oh my gosh. The cost of the war on terror in Iraq, according to the national defense budgets, Estimates for 2017. Do we want to go over that? F, FY 2001, 31 billion. Then in 2002, 59.1 billion. 2003, 111.9 billion. 
204, 105 billion. I'm sure all these numbers also are just riddles. 2005, 102.3 billion. 2006, 127 billion. See how it's going up? 2007, 192.5, like it's going up like insanity. 2008, 235.6 billion. 2009, 197.1 billion. 2010, 181 billion. 2011, 162.4 billion. 2012, 199.6. 2013, 49.6 billion. 2014, 88.0 billion. 2015, 67.0 billion. 2016, 89.5 billion. 2017, 80.3 billion. 2018, 126.8 billion. So it went down there for a while and then it went up again, right? The scope of the American war machine. Terrorism is a very serious thing. <laughs> yeah, no crap. Except that there is a disproportionate amount of money flowing towards defending against something that is so rare that a person is 17,600 times more likely to die from heart disease than from a terrorist attack. And heart disease is one of the biggest killers of American man. <laughs> These days a person is eight times more likely to be killed by the police than by a terrorist and is over a thousand times more likely to die from a car accident. Considering how much money is spent each year to fund the Transportation Security Administration, TSA, one would think that the chance of getting killed by a terrorist plot involving an airplane was much higher, but it turns out that a person is 11,000 times more likely to die from a normal airplane accident. The reality of the situation is that the real purpose of the war on terror is not to protect the people from terrorists slitting their throats or blowing up an airplane they are flying on, but to use this fake issue to redraw the map of the Middle East and destroy countries that are geographically strategic for the American empire and their allies in the region. If protecting Americans from harm was the real objective, then the military would bomb the Federal Reserve, Monsanto, and Congress. Instead, the money has flowed into financing, financing wars that voters do not want in countries that most Americans do not care about, for reasons that still do not make any sense. In 2017, American Special Operations Forces were deployed to 149 countries. In the Iraq War, 4,488 U.S. soldiers were killed and another 32,226 were wounded. 
the war in Iraq lasted longer than the Vietnam War. The Pentagon has at least 44,000 troops deployed that identify their location as unknown, according to a report by the Defense Manpower Data Center under the Office of the Secretary of Defense. There are a total of 76 countries involved with America's fake war on terror. In 2017, there were 4,609 contractors in Iraq, with another 23,600 still in Afghanistan. Timeline of Af Afghanistan war costs. Okay, this is mind-blowing. I just need a drum roll for this. I'm sorry, guys. of coffee yes because you gotta drink when you read because it really dries out your mouth and I'm a workaholic I keep going through but if I don't watch it by the end of the time that I'm done reading I am so dehydrated and then I get you know I feel not so good right so I'm really watching that out <laughs> anyway that was just a reminder for all of us to hydrate and I like to take small sips myself I don't like to drink like a lot of anything <laughs> I don't drink alcohol really so <laughs> and if I do uh, I prefer the good stuff so I'd rather drink very little and just drink really good stuff because it's poison anyway so if it's good it's worth it otherwise it's not really <laughs> anyway moving forward don't drink poison Timeline of Afghanistan war costs. The Afghanistan war is a military conflict that began in 2001 and has cost 1.07 trillion. This baseless war cost the United States 4 million per hour or roughly 96 million per day. Wow, that's more than what NASA steals for making fake movies about the spinning glove, as I call it, huh? not globe, glove. <laughs> Does anyone think that they could have found better things to spend the money on at home? Yeah, well, I can think of a few. There are homeless people in record numbers, but the politicians understand that the homeless do not vote. So in the immortal words of Judge Smales, You'll get nothing and like it. Those costs go towards three different areas. There is 773 billion in overseas contingency operations funds directed to the Afghanistan war. Again, 773, all those are geometric numbers, 243. It's got something to do with that. Now, I could be confused with some of them, but just go check out. Go check it out, guys. Anyway, there is an increase of 243 billion for the Department of Defense 
an increase of 54, again 54.2 billion, to the Department of Veteran Affairs budget. So in 2001, 37.3 billion, in 2002, 65.1, 2003, 56.7, 2004, 29.6, why such a jump down? 2005, 47.4, 74. 2006, 29.9, 2007, 57.3, 2008, 87.7, 2009, 100. Ooh, 100. Hmm. When did they come out with that new show called 100? Because that was also one of those freaky things. 2010, 102.7 billion, 2011, 110.4 billion, 2012, 105.1 billion, 2013, 53.3 billion. This is like the same as what we read before, pretty much. 2014, 80.2 billion, 2015, 60.9 billion, 2016, 30.8 billion, 2017, 5.7 billion. So this has gone like down big time, okay? Wow, that's despicable. Some may propose that spending is spending and it all sorts of flows through the system and works its way around to make up the economy of the United States, but some spending is better than others for spurring economic growth and generating a return on investment. <laughs> wow. The media has repeated the false claim that uh, wartime spending is a huge driver of economic growth when the truth is that it really only benefits very specific industries while creating a drain on the majority of the economic growth. Considering that some economists have determined that 1 billion in education spending will add 1.3 billion to the economy while creating 17,687 jobs, this does not sound like the best way to be spending all of that money. Or even better, not extorting the people who live in the US in the first place and allowing them to spend their own money on what they wish. What a crazy idea, exactly. I mean, I don't know about the... Um, uh, what my question is on the veterans affair is are they helping veterans who you know are screwed because what I hear is that they don't get any help so where is that money going exactly because veterans they've gone to war they've gone through shit that they shouldn't have and then they don't even help them and this is notorious so why is it that is happening there's lots of them that are homeless you know Private Pile, what is your major malfunction? Oh, yeah. For an American male coming out of high school, sometimes college is not part of their life plan. Maybe that is for economic reasons, or perhaps there was not an emphasis on learning, and their grades were not high enough to qualify them for anything other than community college. Some of these kids are looking for any reason to escape their current situation, so joining the military becomes an attractive option. 
This is not to say that the only people that join the military are those without any other option or crappy home lives, but as long as one has a high school diploma and are physically capable, the military will take them because they are confident that they can mold them into the soldier they want them to be. Why would anyone enlist in the American military these days? Remember, the way American soldiers were treated in their own country when they returned home from the Vietnam War, angry Americans that opposed the war were spitting on them. How were American troops treated by the United States government when they returned back from wars in Iraq and Afghanistan? For many of them, their medical benefits were declined. This is true. For those veterans that were approved, many were put on cocktail of psychopathic drugs. It's true, and those, they actually caused them to die even faster. And Dr. Dawson Church talks about this in his books. And if you buy the EFT book for people who suffer from PTSD, he covers this on that book. It's only like 10 bucks if you buy it digital. It's worth it, seriously, guys. And it's so much more expensive to buy the pocket size, you know, because that's how he made them, so they're easier to carry. He's smart. He thinks about this stuff. So go, and if you, if you need help um, with those books, I think he did do the audio version, by the way. So, and on Amazon, I think you can get the first one for free to try out. So you can totally, you know, there's lots of options out there, but this is true and it really enrages me. It's something that has always pissed me off since I was young. My first boyfriend became a pilot in the Italian Air Force and he was uh, physically perfect. He was very smart. He was very, you know, perfect for it. And I can attest to that my aunt who had dirty hands, she had to introduce him to a politician. He had to bribe in order to get in. So I have witnessed this stuff firsthand Okay, so for all of you who call people like me conspiracy theorists, you're just, you're just ignorant sheep who don't want to see the truth. And I really wish you'd keep your um, offenses for yourself because you are just a sheep. These are real. It's not bullshit. And he was not a stupid person. I just want to underline that. It wasn't for me because I just really, in the end, I realized... We weren't really a good match, but um, he was a good person. He's a good person. He's still alive. And when he got out of the military, he was very happy because, let's face it, you know, he didn't realize yet how bad it was, I guess. He had to go in and try it out. That's okay. These drugs had side effects that included suicide. Exactly. So, and he knows this. I'm glad that Jeff is also saying this which might explain the rash of soldier suicides of troops coming home from combat and for those of you who have had ptsd or complex ptsd we know we know how hard it is to deal with that so you know just start tapping on your karate shop point people and learn eft techniques and for veterans in the u.s if you go on eftuniverse.com Come, you can find support for free for any veteran from the USA. And if anybody needs help and you cannot find help anywhere, 
don't be shy with me, okay? I can always help you somehow. So just reach out somehow. With two wars in the Middle East running simultaneously and the feeling of distrust from the general public towards the politicians that were creating these wars, the United States military was having a hard time filling their ranks with people that wanted to get shot at for some reason. The Pentagon made the decision to offer the highest enlistment bonuses that they had ever offered for soldiers to re-enlist and then in many cases clawed back that money if the person was unable to be put back into the theaters of war. Clearly, loyalty is a one-way street in the eyes of the United States military. The United States military has to spend $1 billion every year on advertising in order to convince kids to sign up and join the armed forces. If joining was such a great idea, then the budget would be zero, and that money could be spent on, you know, to feed the homeless, for example, or fix Flint's water problem, exactly. That ain't happening. Yeah, no crap, because they don't want to solve the problem. They just want to keep making it bigger and bigger and bigger. Divide and conquer. It's the old adagio, right? So, the world's police force. Should the US, with its enormous military, might act as a global sheriff policing the world's troubled spots? Some Americans like to think of their country as the world's police force and in some ways they are, but one has to be specific about the type of police force they are referring to. Are they talking about the dumpy officer that hangs out at the donut shop and helps stranded motorists fix their flat tires? Or are they actually picturing the juiced up egomania cop that was picked on in high school and is looking to settle some perceived score with those that have done him wrong or in any way challenge his authority? Does it depend on what the goal is? Is this to try and intimidate foreign countries into doing what the United States wants them to do? Are they actually trying to help other countries clean up their problems? Is this just a cover story that allows Americans to stick its nose in other countries' business? And I want to point out that, you know, just like the coronavirus hit Italy first really harshly, Monsanto is all about, right, having one kind of crop, one kind of thing. Italy has over 7,000 different types of edible plants. It's one of the smallest country in the world and it has the biggest variety in the world of edible plants. Do you understand why I was hit first with this corona hoax? I don't hear many people pointing it out so I just wanted to bring it up as a point and maybe other people will think about it and tell me what they think.
gonna end here. We are at 48% and we're almost toward the end of this section, so hang in there. And we're gonna try and read through and finish this very fast so you can all be in the know, I guess, and we can all learn something together. And bear with me as I read through with my, um, you know, lack of experience in doing any type of voiceover work, especially in a foreign language. <laughs> well, it is my second language, so it is what it is. Ciao, belly. I'll see you in the next one.